You're listening to episode 289 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today we are going to be talking about why consistency is so damn sexy. Uh, but it has been a minute since I did a solo episode. Um, so there's going to be a little bit more on that. I'm actually going to do a whole podcast episode kind of related to that in the next couple of weeks. So you can keep your eyes peeled for that one. Um, but I also want to remind you as well that if you want to work with me one-on-one, I do have spaces available right now. And at the moment, that is the only way to work with me. So we do a full deep dive. We get to unpack all the things. I've just been talking to some really, really incredible humans lately who are just doing so much amazing work on themselves and seeing how it is transforming their, their lives and their, their relationships so much, particularly how they feel about themselves is just amazing to me. It's just so, so powerful. And I just feel really fortunate to be able to get to work with humans like this. So all the information is in the show notes, or you can shoot me DM over at Emily Goff coach over on Instagram. You can send me an email. Ways to contact me are all listed uh, in the show notes. So Go take a look and let's dive into today's topic. So consistency, why consistency is sexy as fuck in relationships. <laughs> and I think this is something that we need to talk about more because we will often hear about, we'll, we'll kind of talk about how, um, you know, words matter, but actions matter as well. Well, here's, here's the thing when it comes to relationships, words and actions need to match and I have a friend whose therapist said to them once, and, and I think this is actually fairly true in my experience, that in the context of more heterosexual relationships, that women tend to believe the words that men say and not pay quite as much attention to the actions. And men tend to pay more attention to women's actions and not quite as much to the words. Now, that's a very generalized, like broad sweeping statement that is absolutely not always the case. Like that, that paints some stereotypes, obviously. But I do think that there is something to be said in that, um, especially because with, with women in particular, I find um, we can write a whole story. We, we, and I, I see this again and again with the, the women that I work with as well. I see it in my girlfriends. I have done it myself where we paint this entire story when we get excited about being with somebody new and we decide what that story is going to be. And then 
if it doesn't live up to our expectations, we are inevitably disappointed and absolutely crushed sometimes. <laughs> but on the other side of that, men can experience uh, just as much pain and it can just come in a little bit different way and, and delivered in a different format. And this is why consistency is so important and why words and actions need to match each other. Because how many times have you gotten caught in that, that hot or cold dance, right? Like that dynamic that draws you in, it makes you think everything's going to be okay. And you start to hang on to every word they say. And then you might start to feel them pulling away a little bit. Maybe they don't show up for you when they said they were going to, or they said they were going to do something or that they feel a particular way for you and then don't show up with the action to match that. And you quickly start to distrust the connection. Every time there is an inconsistency, even a small one, it creates a seed of distrust. It starts to erode the trust and you can feel that in your body. You can feel it. And if you don't know what I mean by that, start to pay attention to this because if, if you have a moment where you notice that some, something that, um, that the person that you're in a relationship with doesn't, something that they say doesn't match their action, you can, you can feel if you do almost like a, an internal body scan, you can maybe feel a little sign of tension, anxiety, tightness somewhere in your body. Uh, it, it puts your nervous system on edge. I talked about this a little bit more in episode 269, all about how the right people feel different to your nervous system. That's been a really, really popular episode. I highly recommend checking that one out because this goes into a lot more detail about how to tune into what you're feeling in your body and how your nervous system is responding to people. But we have to ask ourselves, is the other person consistent in how they're making you feel? And are you consistent in how you show up for them? And because healthy relationships only come when we learn to take personal responsibility for ourselves, are you also consistent in showing up for yourself in all the different areas of your life, all the different areas? Because you can be incredibly consistent about going to the gym. Amazing. You, you train like an athlete. You say you're going to go to the gym every day or not necessarily every day, but you say you're going to go to the gym, I don't know, four days a week and you go four days a week. Fantastic. Do you carry that same level of consistency and match your wor- your actions to your words in all of the other areas of your life? Because when we're being really inconsistent in, in even just one area, that inconsistency creates a sense of distrust in ourselves even, and that can bleed into all the other areas. And if you're looking for someone else to bring you the consistency that you aren't even granting yourself, you're not going to get very far. Because if the person you're looking for is also likely looking for someone who is consistent, if you aren't consistent, why would they be attracted to you? Do you see how this works? Like if you're looking for someone that this is why it's so important to embody the qualities that we're looking for in somebody else, because if we are looking for and demanding those qualities from our partners, but we aren't showing up that way ourselves, that's a that that's the biggest kind of inconsistency. And then it actually starts to, we, we can feel that within ourselves as well, because we may not actually feel worthy of that other person because we know that we aren't showing up for them the way that we want them to show up for us. 
And that creates a, an internal division that, that we may not even be fully conscious of, but it's something that we have to bring some awareness to. It's, it's interesting, you know, what, what is attractive to me in a partner has changed dramatically over the years and with personal experiences. And the most, one of the, the absolute most important qualities to me in a partner is consistency. There is nothing more unattractive to me in a relationship than inconsistency because it throws my entire nervous system into a panic and it sends my body alarm signals that it's not safe to be around that person. And, you know, we're all going to respond to, to these things in, in different ways, but I, I think that everyone can sort of agree that when, when you think about it, we've all likely had dynamics in the past where there were inconsistencies in relationships, even platonic ones. It doesn't have to just be romantic. And when those inconsistencies happen, we, we don't feel like we can rely on that person. We don't feel like they will show up for us or be there for us when we need them. Because consistency equals trust, which leads to intimacy and deeper connection when with the right person, obviously. Consistency, there is a bit of caveat to this though. Consistency doesn't, however, mean that you can't change your mind ever. Women in particular are well known. We are well known for changing our minds. <laughs> and I want to be really clear about that because I don't want you to feel like consistency means boxing yourself into a set of decisions or behaviors or actions that you can never shift or, or evolve from. That's not it at all. You, you need to be evolving and growing and all those things. Just make sure that you are bringing consistency on the journey with you. And you can change your mind and, and that then will change your words and change your actions. Like make sure that it's, it's a, a trickle down effect in that way. Um, Sophie, uh, Sophie Josefina in episode 288 goes into that more about how the feminine is very much like the yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, no. <laughs> she describes it beautifully. So I highly recommend checking that one out and, and consistency, like what it means is that in order to create stability in your relationship on a foundational level, your partner needs to be able to trust that you will show up for them when they need you. If let, let's use, okay, let's use texting as an example. I think that's a really great example because a lot of people can get caught in the weeds here. And I have been there myself where it's like, Oh my God, like they didn't text me back for so many number of hours or whatever. It, it, especially if you have like a more anxious attachment or something like that, or if you're on the other side of it, maybe you feel very overwhelmed by the number of messages that somebody is sending you because that can be equally as distressing. So it's about finding a bit of a happy medium here. And that's going to take communication between the two of you and consistency on both sides to build that trust. But if you text someone and one day you might get a response, uh, in two minutes, the next day you might not get a response for a week and a half that can create some distrust in that relationship. If that continues on, not if that's, you know, like a, like a one-off situation and everyone has stuff come up, obviously, but I'm talking extremes here, like, like unreasonable potentially lengths of time to go without responding to somebody at all. And I have been that person sometimes in, uh, it, more, more in friendships, it, not, not really in relationships, but in friendships, I have been that person at times because I have a tendency to retreat and isolate if I'm hurting or if I'm in serious, serious distress and, and overwhelm. 
And I, I have hurt some people by doing that. Um, and I've, I've had to have conversations with them and, and to, and, and it's a fine line because sometimes we do need to pull back from the world a little bit and we, we might need to, and that's hard because there are people who are still looking for our support too. So it's a delicate balance. You still have to take care of you first, but we also still need to make sure that the people closest to us feel cared for and that they can trust us to show up for them and to be there for them when they need us. But you also still need to be able to recognize that the other person's feelings are valid. Even, even if you don't feel exactly the same way, even if you don't necessarily agree, your feelings are valid and their feelings are valid on this. But consistency is so important because it tells the other person that you're a safe space for them to land, to, to open up to and to trust. And it sets certain expectations that are necessary to develop intimacy. And I'm not talking about routines here that can become, you know, boring over time. Like I I'm talking, there's a huge difference between sort of routines and, and rituals and consistency. Consistency to me isn't boring, but the other caveat here, there's always nuance. <laughs> there's so much gray area. If you are someone who is so used to living in chaos, I think I've spoken about this in a previous episode. If you're someone who is so used to living in chaos, particularly in relationships where you're used to nothing but the constant push-pull dynamic that throws your nervous system on, on edge, then consistency may feel boring to you. It might be like, oh, am I actually really even attracted to this person? Because, because your nervous system isn't on edge, you have become so used to associating attraction with being in a physical and emotional panicked state that then when we remove that element and there's actually just peace and calm, you think, oh, I must not be that into them. So that's something that I work with people around as well, because when you're used to dysfunction, it's very easy to continue to associate that with attraction. Even if you become really self-aware, it can be almost like this internal check-in, like, oh, this feels so different from what I've experienced before. This, sure, this feels calm and, and good, I, I guess, but am I just bored? Like, am I, am I, do I not even really like them that much? So it's really interesting to like play with these dynamics a little bit, but consistency is in the smallest moments. It shows up in the little details. You can feel consistency on a cellular level when you start to pay attention to it. And, and I know I kind of mentioned like a, a attachment, um, in terms of like an anxious attachment or something like that. Attachment styles can, can play a role here. Again, I want to bring that up. If you tend to lean more towards an anxious attachment, which I can, especially when under stress, consistency is going to be even more important because, but we can't, we can't put that pressure entirely on our partner either. It's still us to, uh, up to us to manage our own feelings. But no matter what type of attachment you lead with, it's going to play an important role. And something that I, I have started, I, I've, I talk to clients about this a lot, is the idea of starting to identify who and what feels nourishing to you. Because there are certain people you'll meet where your entire nervous system breathes a sigh of relief and 
it's, it's just like, we, we like it here. We like it here. We need more of that in our lives. And if you're not sure if you've felt this way before, maybe you haven't found your people just yet. Because this can, again, this can apply to any type of relationship, but it's especially crucial with the people we get involved with romantically. Because those are the people closest to us. Those are the people that are going to have the biggest impact on our well-being, physical, spiritual, emotional, financial, all the different areas here. Who we choose as a romantic partner will have the biggest impact on all of those areas. And we have to kind of learn to, again, like feel, feel into your body. Do you, do you feel a sense of ease and comfort, um, calm and, and peaceful? This is not to say there won't be arguments and, and conflict and hard moments, just as there will be in any relationship. But the overarching theme is a sense of peace. And maybe it feels as though you found a little piece of home in another human. That's what that feels like when, when you meet the people and connect with the people who feel really good to your nervous system and, and to your, to you, to your essence, to you as a human, they feel good and not feeling good in a like hit quick hit adrenaline rush kind of way, because that's the shit that doesn't really last. It's, it's more of, of like that sense of peace, that inner peace. It means that you're not constantly on edge. You're not playing the push-pull dynamic, stressing over who texts whom first. Um, if you want to text the person, you just fucking text them. Uh, you don't feel like anxiety building in your body or constantly wondering how the other person feels about you and having no clue what, what they feel about you from one moment to next. Um, attempting to mold yourself into the person you think that they need you to become in order for the relationship to survive. Those are all examples of things that we don't want because consistency is stable and consistency feels so good that I can't it's hard for me to even articulate fully just how different it feels and I asked a, a question on my Instagram stories um, about if people felt as though they they had They'd already met people in their lives that made their nervous system breathe a sigh of relief. And the overwhelming response was yes, which I love to hear. I think that's amazing. But again, this works in, in different contexts of relationships. So you may not have experienced it romantically, but you may have experienced it all kinds of times platonically. And that's a fantastic step because you start to identify what that feels like so that then you can better transfer that and, and use that to figure out who is going to be a good fit for you as a more romantic partner too. So consistency, that's, that's what I want to get across the most here. Again, going to go back to it. Consistency is so fucking sexy. <laughs> and if you'd asked me 10 or 15 years ago, what I thought was the most attractive quality in a human consistency would not have been on that list. I would not have even crossed my mind. So this is something that I, I want you to really start to notice in people and to notice in yourself. Are you showing up consistently for yourself and for everyone else? Because if you're looking for that in other people, you better be showing up with it too. Okay. So let me know how this lands. I'd love to hear how you feel about consistency and tell me what some of, some of the things are that you find most attractive in a partner. Like what are some of the qualities and I'm not talking looks, 
I'm talking like, what are the actual qualities about someone that you find super attractive? I'd love to hear it. So send me a DM over at Emily Goff coach. Um, again, all the ways to contact me are in the show notes. And if you'd like to work together, all the information in the show notes, you can send me a, send me a message. We can connect and uh, make sure that we're a good fit and chat about some of the, the details and uh, I can send you the application, all the things. Okay. So thank you so much for listening and we'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.